Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 249. My name is John Morgan. I am home in Las Vegas this week, and uh, it's the first episode of 2020, the new year, the new decade, and uh, I think the only way you you celebrate something like that is is you just bring in new blood. you, you got to freshen things up a little bit. So I'd like to introduce the newest member of our team here, Cold Coffee. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me on the podcast. I've been hearing about this thing quite a bit. Glad to join you. Oh, my God. It has been a while, man. I had to sit down and figure it out. I went back. Episode number 242 was so the last time. So we're talking about ago? no seven weeks ago. Wait, what number are we on? 249? 249. Wow. Almost two full sure? months of no cold coffee. And, and I got wow. I'm, 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 they're, I, they're all happy about it. I haven't pulled up the numbers. <laughs> I got to imagine the numbers are just down. I got to oh, imagine you know, people are just unsubscribing. You know, I'm sure my mom was just like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> you know, my, my sister and brother, you know, they round out the, uh, the three, the three listeners I bring every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I've, I've missed having you around. I, uh, I try to do my best when I'm rolling solo and hopefully it's not too, uh, annoying to hear my voice for that long straight, but it's nice to have you, back in the mix it's just been a crazy schedule man between kind of where we've been you had yeah. some vacation where i had some been. travel yeah i mean we all had some some travel super, lined up. super jealous of the of the tokyo trip. i know you were i know you were we'll get into that in just a second i i uh i i missed you being over there man I, I thought about you quite a bit we we're actually in a little bit different area so it wasn't the the normal haunt you know normally i think yeah. we're, we're in shinjuku, shinjuku yeah this time we were in shibuya um so i was still not far not yeah, too not far, too far still yeah. a cool area um but you know we kind of gotten our our pattern down over there. At, uh, oh yeah, at I could literally walk around half completely obliterated and figure out the way home. Not that that ever happened. Not I'm that just that saying happens. that if it was necessary, it yeah. could be. If if that does happen, I mean, we could probably figure it out. Yeah, definitely missed you over there in Tokyo. Well, since we're talking about uh, what a frosty beverage can do to you, let's just throw it out there right now. On this beautiful Thursday evening, we are in, enjoying a little bit of Latchkey Brewing. I've, I've had it in the fridge for a little bit. Our man Anthony Beach brought it by, and uh, unfortunately, just due to the schedule and due to me being sick, wasn't able to to take care of it. But uh, our good friends at Latchkey Brewing, 1795 Hancock Street down there in San Diego, California. So if you're in that San Diego area, make sure you stop by and uh, try out some of the craft brews there. Tell them you heard about the heard about them on the MMA Road Show. Damn straight. Tell them you heard about it on the Road Show. Our man Anthony Beach is the head brewer there, man. He'll he'll sit and talk some MMA with you. I know they put the fights on. They got a little little food and stuff in there as well. So uh, definitely check it out. It's at Latchkey Brewing on Instagram. And if you want to follow our boy at Anthony.mbeach. Excuse me, Anthony.m.beach. It's kind of like my email address. It's got a bunch of dots in there. Anthony.m.beach on Instagram. Uh, like I said, uh, the, the man that handles the brewing over there and just an overall good guy. And starting out this evening with mm-hmm. the Hatch IPA. It is a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. says... This hop salad is crisp, dry, and easy drinking with nice citrus and floral notes. Ooh, it is. It Se- also comes in strong at, at a 7%. good 7%, right? Yeah. And this does not have the hatch pepper in it like we misspoke the last time yeah, we yeah, had yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for bringing up the uh, my horrible description. of. It. I thought the hatch had the hatch chili in it. I was wrong. I knew we'd had it before, and then I tasted it and realized, no, sir. No. That no is not what I was thinking of. It but, is delicious, though. It is very uh, – you can definitely taste the citrus and stuff. It's kind of light. 
doesn't have that like a heavy super hoppy IPAs. Yeah. I'm so man. I, I like do not. IPAs. I do I not like dig the super hoppy IPAs. I get it, man. That's a cool thing to say. Like, oh man, dude, you see the I'm the hop IPA, output, bro. On, yeah, it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, it doesn't I'll be need back. To taste I get on my scooter and go home. You know, my, my board, my board is <laughs> broke right now. Yeah, no, this is just good drinking IPA. So I dig it. Um, all right, listen. You, you touched on it, man. I was in Japan last week for Bellator 237, and uh, man, I, I had I had not been there forever. I had to look this up. Now, the last UFC event there wasn't that long ago. It was September 2017, so we're only talking about two years. But I didn't go to that one. You actually went to that one. That was when uh, Mizuda Hirota, had, yeah, you went solo on that one. Yeah. Gokan Saki was on the card. I remember you talked to him. Mizuta Hirota oh, yeah, had yeah, the yeah. really bad weigh-in, you know, that really be- became kind of the talk of that event was how bad he looked on the scale. Um, so you were there for that. That was uh, that's so funny. That brings up like because I was the, literally the only English speaking media on fight night. So like they w- their whole idea was that they were gonna have okay the Japanese media would speak with the fighters, and then they bring them over to me. But at some point, the Japanese media stopped scrumming themselves. They would come up. They so they'd bring them to me. They'd all record mine, and then they would just leave. That's I'm funny. like, don't you want your own? Well, <laughs> it was a whole different situation. On here because remember it was Bellator and Ryzen kind of the co-promotion. Yeah. The way Ryzen does it, I guess, is they bring the fires. First of all, they bring the winners and the losers yeah, back, which is that. which is cool in a way. You know, like it hey man, be. just because you lost, you know, doesn't mean that you don't deserve the honor and respect. But man, if you're doing it for every fight on the card, man, it just makes for a really long night. Yeah. So they do that. I mean, I get it when it's like a, a champion that loses, or maybe it's a controversial fight result. You know, maybe a decision or something like that. I get that. So, but it's just kind of a cultural thing of having respect. But so it Were was people c- interviewing them. Were yeah. They, so I what mean, they did was is they would have like a stage at the front, and they'd have a chair there, and the fighter would just sit there. Yeah. And then they would have like a, a you know pass a microphone around, and, and mainly it was like a PR person that was asking questions. But then they would a- ask a couple. They've little, been doing that in Brazil lately too. So They're kind of taking that that b- aspect. We told them like, listen, man, just the difficulty of shooting this and all the translation. Like, can we just? And they did, and the folks of Bell Tour were great. What they did was the English-speaking media would come in and the fighter would scrum in front of us real quick, and then we would just move our cameras off to the side so the Japanese media could do their things. It was yeah. like two media sessions for things. So yeah. It was a little interesting. But um, listen, so I was doing the math on this. The last time I was there was September 2015, so Josh Barnett versus Roy Nelson. So I hadn't been there in four years. Um, and, man, it just – it was – I got to say, man, it, it was actually really cool, man. I, I, I had forgotten I – me. Mean, of course we all know – Hey, the crowds are really quiet and all that. I mean, we all know that, but being there and and experiencing it firsthand, it's such a reminder of, of how things are. You know how yeah. much different it is. Where it's you know the crowd, you can hear everything. You can hear the corners talking. Yeah. Um. And it was cool. And they because, appreciate a lot of the different aspects. Oh, you know, like they're not going to be for a, a guard. Pass. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're not upset when somebody you know is is on their back and you know say somebody's in side control and you happen to to recover your guard you can get him back into to full guard they're like oh yeah that was good on That's his great. part yeah, like they, they understand nice applause, you, know? you know and that arena is fantastic it's cool. I mean, and listen man they had a, a, a big crowd there man i mean i think, I think yeah. they said it was like 15,000 or wow. something i think they I was trying to, I was trying to make night. it out the, the cameras were doing somewhat of a decent job always showing so in the lower the lower section but you could tell there was a crowd there. Right. That was that's the shit that always interests me is to, especially when it goes to another country, uh, how much that they uh, are excited about it. When we have so many shows here, a lot of people skip the prelims here mm-hmm. in the states. But in a lot of other countries, 
you know, they realize, you know, hey, this event's only going to come maybe once this year, you know, to their country. And they're there right at the beginning, and I love it. And they, they've always been that way at every show that I've went to in Japan. The uh, the fans show up right at the beginning, and they they're do. completely they're into soaking it. in the whole show. They're completely into it, and and it's not like I mean, you have some that drank, but a lot of them are just there, literally taking it in. Right. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it all was phenomenal. World. Well, I, I tell you what, the big thing that stood out to me was that listen, um, and and, and they had the ceremonial weigh-ins uh, at the hotel, the host hotel. So we didn't go all the way to Saitama for yeah. the ceremony, but the ballroom that it was in was packed. Man, there was a lot of people there. So. This crowd, a good crowd on two straight nights. You know, you had the Bellator Rising combo event, yeah. and then you had Rising 22 nights later. Um, good crowd on both nights. And you know what it really just kind of reminded me of? That, you know what? Japan is actually a viable MMA market because, you know, the yeah. UFC didn't do great there. I mean, they, they, they came in with kind of a bang and they had a big pay per view. But those fight nights by the end, you know, those last couple fight nights that you, you and I went to, I mean, you know, 7,000, 8,000, which isn't. Bad. It's not yeah. terrible, but I mean, when you're trying to develop a market and really make some inroads, and, and so to me, I had kind of developed the idea in my head that well, I guess the Japan MMA market is just kind of it's kind of over it. You know, it's a notoriously fad-driven society that kind of changes their interests. But I, I think there's there's still a real interest in it, man. And um, it was also kind of a historic night. And, and I, to be honest with you, I didn't think about it much going in. Um, and and. To their credit, Bellator didn't try to sell it to us too hard, but it was actually Lorenz Larkin and Michael Chandler, you know, after their victories that were talking to us, and they were like, how cool is this, man? You know, you've got these two organizations working together, you know, a legitimate co-promotion, and that's true, man. It was, a, it was kind of a historic night, you know, to have two organizations kind of, I guess you have to swallow your pride a little bit, right? I mean, you gotta, you, it's got to be some give and take, you know, in a relationship. It's not all my event. It's not all your event. You know, we can't uh, pretend that one of us is more important than the other. we got to work together. And um, I will say, it, you know, it didn't always run 100% smoothly. I mean, you got two companies based, you know, across the Pacific Ocean, right. and they've got their own way of doing things. And, and both those companies, I mean, Ryzen is, is a very, very small staff. Bellator is a little bit bigger, but not a lot. I mean, they run – Pretty lean, man. They're trying, which is good. I mean, they're trying to be profitable. They're not wasting money. Um, but those two companies know how they like to do things. They know how they make things work. And so, you know, when you've got to kind of invite somebody else into your house and let them run a little bit of it, it got a little bit confusing at times. But yeah. overall, man, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, do I believe that the UFC is ever going to co-promote with anybody? <laughs> Absolutely not. The UFC is never going to co-promote with anybody. But you know what, man? These other organizations, and I mean, I'd love to see what it, uh, CFFC versus Cage Warriors, or or you know, you know, yeah, Titan that. FC versus you know, Island Fights or whatever, just stuff like that. I mean, especially the stuff that's already all on Fight Pass, so you're not having to argue about you know broadcast restrictions because that ended up being an issue. If uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of people were trying to watch the fights, but the Ryzen fights the night of Bellator 237 didn't get streamed outside of Japan. Yeah, that and was it, weird. It was weird, and it all came down to, you know, they thought they could just kind of show them wherever, and it was like, hey, no, like, we actually, <laughs> you know, there's companies that pay for we your pay broadcast for rights. We yeah, pay for those rights. Just because you're doing an event with Bellator doesn't mean all of a sudden you can just do whatever you want with your fights. We pay for that. So yeah. it ended up becoming a bit of an issue. But listen, man, I, I thought it was so cool to see these companies working together and, and, and I'm, I'm excluding the UFC because I get it. The UFC is never going to co-promote with anybody. That's just the reality of the situation. It's always been that way. And as far yeah. as I can see in the foreseeable future, it'll always be that way. But, man, these other brands 
work together. I think, man, it makes for some interesting matchups, right? It makes for some fun. Some fun stuff that you weren't expecting. Yeah, and I think if they could make it work. I mean, we've seen it happen in boxing, and I've seen it really fall apart in boxing where you have two multiple promoters try to run a show, and it turns out to be very half-assed events. You know, a media day or a press conference and all this other shit just goes, and it just somehow forms into a giant mass of just chaos. And one thing, and I will credit the UFC, they – they run a super tight ship, and oh, and I always tell people, well you know, I'll go machine. watch, I'll go work at like a boxing event or something that's by uh you know somebody that's maybe not as polished as them, and you just long for how orderly and how finely run things are. You see, it's not perfect, right? But you know, it it just seems to work well. So the fact that this did happen, and the event seemed to go off well, and you didn't hear any big major hangups you know you got to give kudos to these two organizations for doing it and i love the relationship that they that they've sort of been uh fostering between you know changing matchups here i'm gonna have my champ go fight your champ and then your champ come fights our champ you know it's creating these fights that are just incredible but yeah i was totally bummed that we couldn't watch uh you know some of the prelims you know i was sitting here i was like this can't be right right i'm looking on our site you know trying to find the fights i'm like what do you mean I can't watch? You know, and I can't crazy. find this anywhere. Um, but uh, you know, it happens. But the fact that it did work, you know, it's great. And and probably if a lot of smaller organizations did put together, I mean, especially if they could pull their money together to help put on one of these things, and then let the people that know what they're doing do the things they do to make the event run smooth. Um, I bet we would probably see a lot more really, really cool events. You oh, I know? think so. I, it, like I said, it's just fun when it's fresh matchups that you yeah. never even considered. You yeah. know what I mean? It makes it it makes it fun. So I, I dug it, man. I really did. And uh, I'll tell you what, it was a very cool experience, a, a unique one for me. The main event, of course, was Fedor Emelianenko versus Quentin Rampage Jackson. Now, we were at Saitama Super Arena. Of course, you got the big in-stage walkout, which is so cool. And I, I never got to go to a Pride event back in the day. Yeah. And I went that to – would have been cool, I bet. It would have been cool. And I, and I got to go to a handful of the Saitama shows for the UFC. I always said, like, Vanderlei and Brian Stan. Like, that was an epic moment, man. I mean, for that, for, you know, for Vanderlei to be in there and have that kind of fight in Saitama was cool, but it was still very much a UFC product, right? This one, you know – they brought in Lenny Hart as well to 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 do the announcing, so it yeah. felt like you know it felt like Pride, which was cool because I didn't know that was happening. Which should it should have made sense because she does Rising, but I just didn't even think twice about it. So they brought it in. Rising. It yeah. was so cool, man. And and so here's here's a really crazy part. So you know I was on a solo mission over there. So as you know, of course, if you're on solo mission, that means you're you're working in the back of the house. You're getting those winter interviews and and getting that video up, but. Um, I did tell him, like, hey, man, I do want to go out there for the main event. I want to soak it in. That's that's nice as a videographer. Bellator actually allows the videographers to sneak out into the arena. I know you mentioned that before that, you know, you enjoy it because you can actually take a quick little break and go watch it. So, But in Saitama, the folks at Ryzen were the ones that were helping set up everything. And I guess in the Japanese media, it's not traditional to have a, a, a press row type situation. So they didn't really have a press row. So the alternative they came up with on the fly was – Let's just put a table right here, like up against the cage. So, like me and uh, did they not have photogs or anything in that? They side? did, but it was just it was basically like a photog position, but in like another side of the cage. You know, of course, Bellator has that round cage too, so there's more spaces. You know, and uh, 
so yeah, we, we we literally just sat right there, myself and Casey from MMA Fighting, Casey Lydon, the, the videographer. We went out there for the main event, and I got to say, you know, I've set that close before, of course, when I'm doing commentary. Yeah. But when I'm doing commentary for events, I've got a headset on, so I'm you know I'm, I'm really hearing the voice. That was the first time I had ever set that close to the cage and not had a headset on. And and I got to say, man, soaking it in, the experience of Rampage Jackson and Fedor Emelianenko getting the the Lenny Hart you know, introduction into Saitama and then coming in there and, man, I mean, every, you know, movement of their foot on the canvas, every breath they took. You know, there were a couple times where I heard Fedor, like, throw a couple shots and then kind of, <clears throat> like, clear, like, kind of clear a little. I mean, you, you could hear that, you know, yeah. like, clearing his throat a little bit. It was so crazy, That's man. Cool. It, it was a unique experience. I mean, out of all the fights that I've covered and of all the events that I've been to, that was actually unique, especially to be in that venue and with those fighters. And And I will say – the fight did not live up to the hype, the <laughs> expectations. I mean, if we're being honest, it, it was disappointing. But I don't want to take away from Fedor because no. I thought Fedor looked Fedor good. Fedor looked like I looked completely like I expected him to. I look. thought he looked good, man. Yeah. I mean, Rampage. It was clear the two sixty five was not the right move for him. Um, I do think the punch that landed landed clean. I mean, like oh, yeah. I, again. We were cage side, and I could hear it, and it sounded like it, it hit him pretty good. And, and look, and he had taken blood, a, too, when like yeah. when, he, when he raised up. I mean, but Grant, he hit the ground hard too, so I'm not sure. Part of that could have been when he face planted, but it could've looked been. like that was a solid, solid hit. And you know, and people have said that. You know, even I'm trying to think of some of the last times uh, Fader's <laughs> fought and he's landed. Guys are just like, I mean, shit, you could look at Frank Mir. People are just like, dude, Fader hits incredibly hard still. Like, even though he is aged and he, and he's he's gone along. His power is still there, and especially early on in a fight. Oh, it was so impressive to watch him pick his punches. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because because if you want to give Rampage credit for anything, he was covering up pretty well. Yeah, he just wasn't coming back with any counters. You know what I mean? But he was he was covering up pretty well. But the the punches and, and Fedor realizing, okay, hold on, I'm gonna throw four or five, six punches. Okay, now let me back up because I'm not trying to gas myself out here. Let yeah. me reset and pick my shots. Threw that big kick to the body. I mean, we don't yeah. think about him throwing a lot of big kicks, but. Big kick to yeah. the body, but and man. he realized that you know Rampage wasn't throwing anything back. I mean, he That's would, it. he was sort of covering up, and then he he when he started eating a couple times, there was he threw a couple haymakers in there, but that was it. I think after you about know? sixty seconds, Fedor realized like this dude is not even going to throw not, back. He's not even me. trying to hit me. He's not even trying, you know. And then he was like, okay, I can I can pick and choose. And then when he was getting them up against the cage, when even though you know Rampage was covering up he was landing he was getting some of them uppercuts just kind of getting up in there and they they were tagging him yeah they were you know i mean kudos to to Rampage he ate quite a bit uh, of shots and then it just got to the point where that the shot that took him down was just perfectly placed and it was clean and it was still early on and it was vintage fedor man it was fedor that still had a hell of a lot of power and, and it's crazy cuz we always hear this stuff about fedor you know we know he's getting near the end of his career but every time you have seen glimpses of training footage and all the stuff that's going on. He's still training at a very high level. I mean, his hands are still extremely they're still there. powerful and they're still very, very quick, you know. And uh, it's he's just he's his boxing and his striking is still it's still at a, an incredibly high level. I agree. Um, I mean, granted, I mean his cardio and all that other stuff is isn't there, but for a guy that's been doing it as long and has fought as many times, it is still probably I don't know. 80, 90% of probably what it was, you know, was, at least at the initial parts of the I was, fight. I was impressed. Yeah, at least early on, especially. Early I, I, on. Was, I was impressed. I mean, we're saying two more fights, sign me up. I mean, I love the Josh Barnett fight. I mean, that's another yeah. big name. Again, I mean, this was a fight that 
it didn't necessarily mean anything in terms of rankings or whatever, but it's just cool it's just to fun. see names. Like, it's just and especially it's fun. The, and especially those names there. I mean, Rampage always in Japan is is a fun moment because you know that it's a fight that he's actually excited about. Yep. You know, and and I think there are probably a lot of people out there that don't think that he did what he needed to do for this, but. I wouldn't ever say that the fight didn't mean something for him. Oh, it definitely did. You know, like, he appreciates and he loves fighting for the Japanese people and he loves going over there. So to think that he was just only trying to just half-ass it and go there not expecting to do some damage, I wouldn't say that. Rampage was, and this was actually cool to see as well, because, again, the performance was disappointing. There's no question about it. Uh, but he was mobbed in the hotel lobby afterwards, man. The Japanese fans him, were dude. still, it was so cool. And he, he even turned to me at one point and he's like, man, you see why I love fighting over here so much? Yep. And they did. They were lined They absolutely up, adore man. him over there. And, and, I mean, how can you not want to go fight over there, even if maybe you know that you're not 100%, but you know, like, you're going to go fight at a place that regardless of how you perform, they are absolutely going to love you for the fact that you were man enough or woman enough to go in there and fight. Right. And so, I mean, th th that's one of the reasons why I think the Japanese fan and, and people that treat fights like they do um, are the fighters' favorites. They absolutely. will go there any point. They will ride that shitty super long flight <laughs> over there to fight there because they realize that the crowd is completely – into what they are doing, and they completely respect it, you yep. know. So good on him. I'm glad he got that. Um, I will say this though, you know, Coker afterwards, and Coker, of course, Scott Coker is never going to badmouth a fighter, yeah. you know. But somebody asked him about, you know, what's next for Rampage, and Coker's answer was, "Well, we're, we're, you know, we'll have to see. I don't even know if he wants to fight anymore." And that, to me, was Coker showing a little bit of frustration. I think he was probably a little bit frustrated with with Rampage coming in at 265, and and maybe not. You know what I mean? I and mean, I, Coker has a lot of respect, man. But just the the way he said that, I don't even know if he wants to fight anymore. Yeah. It kind of it kind of got me like that's the closest I think Scott Coker will ever go yeah. to saying like, bro, I don't know if I want to promote more like that. But yeah. this was before Rampage had come out and it self admitted I didn't look good in there. Yeah. You know, I felt like a hippopotamus. I think is what he said. Made it clear that you know he's not going to do heavyweight anymore, which I agree. Which yeah. you know what? If he can get down to two hundred five again. Maybe well, there's I mean, still some. Maybe there's still some entertaining matchups. And and, that, and and you want him to have these entertaining matches because I think at with lesser competition, at heavyweight Rampage would be fine. But you don't want Rampage doesn't deserve to get a shitty no name fighter just so he can have right. a, a fight where he yeah. looks. There are good. heavyweights he could beat. There are heavyweights he could beat. You know, but you want fight. You want him to fight these sort of ones because I mean I love Rampage to death. You know, but. He doesn't have that many fights left in him as well, you know. No, I mean, true. you don't want him to go the the route of this old cat that's just fighting a bunch of just, you know, soup cans just so he can keep fighting yeah. well into his fifties or, you know, something. You know, and it's funny because somebody it, it brought up the it, there was the video of some fans in Japan that lined up for Rampage to smack him. <sighs> And it completely I saw that video, and it was the hotel lobby, and he was wearing – it was that night because I, I saw the clothes he had on. Yeah. I wish I could have seen that in person because that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, and, and it brought back memories, and I know I've said it on uh, earlier episodes of this, but when uh, the very first event I worked, and I want to say it was UFC 130 or something like that. Oh, uh, that's right. I Rampage, forgot about this. Rampage was one of the fighters. Yep. And so I was – the very first event, so I was a uh, new employee, and I remember Brad, Brad Hubbard, who was my boss at the time, had taken a piece of tape and stuck it on my chest and had wrote new guy on it. 
and had sent me back into the back. You know, we were doing post-fight interviews, and I was going back in there with Lorenzo, good old Zoe. And he was going to have us interview uh, Rampage. We were interviewing other guys as well. But we went in there to go interview Rampage. And at the time, uh, they were like, all right, one of you guys just shoot it. And the other guy interviews. And Zoe's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll shoot. You can interview. And I'm like, fuck, this is my first event. All right, all right. Like, whatever. <laughs> let's do this. Don't do the fire right you know? there. Man. So we get in there. We get in the back. And, and Rampage is kind of looking at us. And he looks over at Zoe. He's like, hmm. I know you. He's like, yeah, man, I'm so, you know, I've done you before. You know, I've interviewed you before. And he looks over at me. I'm like, yeah. And he looks down at the tape on my shirt. And I say, yeah, I'm the, I'm the new guy. I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to interview you. And he just kind of sizes me up, looks up and down. You know, he just kind of looks at me without even flinching. And he just hauls off and slaps me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, what the fuck is going on here? And I had no idea. Uh. You know, afterwards, I had found out that that's like was Rampage's thing. He right. would either like leg kick people he didn't know mm-hmm. or smack them and other. But I remember at the time it happened, I was just like, oh, shit. Okay. All right. Well, let's do this interview. That's <laughs> I crazy. I thinking, man. like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I went back to the uh, Brad and them afterwards. I was like, dude, we went to interview Rampage and he fucking slapped me. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, that's Rampage. I was like, <laughs> did you fucking know he was going to do that? Oh, uh, but I wonder just, the, do you just, know if the camera was rolling? I have no idea. Oh, I'd have be to, so I don't. I wonder if it was. I mean, but at the time, I, find I don't that even know. Go on a hard drive somewhere. <laughs> at the time, I don't even know if we backed up all the shit because we didn't. The UFC didn't have the uh, the dam and all the other. Yeah, right now uh, they have a massive storage, server that just stores everything. shit that they had, not, that they have now. Oh man, but dude, it was fucking crazy. And when I saw that thing, it just it made me think about how uh, people have adored Rampage, but also there is going to be a point. And I'd never like to try to say, you know, that the dude's retiring or whatever. But sooner rather than later, unfortunately, it will be the last time that we see these guys fight. And as much as I know that he could fight more at heavyweight, um, if if it means him fighting better and fighting again and to go back at light heavyweight, but maybe that'll keep him going. I just want it to still stay fun fights for him, fun fights for us. Uh, I don't want to see him just fighting the number 30 in the division just to keep getting fights I because agree. at that point it's like some some I'll three love, and one you know, guy or yeah whatever. i mean like you still love rampage but at some point you want the the memories of how you remember somebody to be the last team parts sure you know but that's is that selfish for me as a as a spectator to want my memories to be a certain way instead of Sorry, sir. I know you want to make a living and make more stuff, but so no. It's a little. I want my I want my memories of you to be this. It's a little know? selfish, I guess, when you it put is. it like that. It is. If, they, if, they, if they're physically able to compete, who am I to make them not work? Yeah, it'd be like the same person. Like, oh, dude, remember when you used to carry all your gear on your back and you would go shoot fifteen interviews a day, but now you're getting old and tired. You only like to do five interviews. <laughs> Should yes. I take y'all back and shoot you? Yes, now? I do. You know? <laughs> but I will do really good for those five interviews. Right? I, I, I assure you. You know. No, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what what is next. I, I I hope that you know that he will go down to 205. I think that will probably pique Scott Coker's interest a little bit to say, hey, let's let's keep doing some work. I did want to say about Fedor as well. It was interesting because obviously in cage, it kind of sounded like he was retiring. The translator, it did. the translator was hilarious. I it was actually, so unceremoniously too. I was just like, so he's not gonna, he's I, not getting emotional or anything. I had, <laughs> had I had had lunch just randomly with the translator the day before. Like I just walked into like this little cafe across the street from the yeah. hotel, and he was there. And you know how it is. Like we just like 
it's a little tiny cafe, and we were like tables next to each other. So they're talking about fights, and you know, so the next thing you know, we're talking about fights. So we ended up like just chilling, talking about MMA, talking about Russia, talking about whatever for like an hour. Did you so. throw back some vodkas? We didn't because it's the middle of the afternoon, but um, it would have been nice. But, no, he's a super nice guy, man, a really nice guy. What happened to his normal uh, translator? That's a good question because I didn't see – she wasn't there. She yeah, wasn't there for I, the event? I didn't see her anywhere oh, at all okay. the whole week. Interesting. I didn't see her the whole week. So, um, anyway, so I felt kind of <laughs> bad for him when that whole thing came. But he was hilarious. He came backstage, and I was like, you know, there's a little bit of confusion over what was said <laughs> in the cage. Like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. He's like, that's all on me, man. Yeah. That's all on me. But Like, um, bro, you – Literally almost just retired him out there, right? You know, you know what you so did, right? Funny man, he did. He was like, "Ah, it was my fault." Uh, but Reporters okay. everywhere just crashing their stories, deleting their stories. So here's written. what's interesting is that so uh, Fedor said he wanted to fight one more in the U.S. Yep. and then one more time in Russia and call it a career. Now, when we talked to Scott Coker in English, um, I asked him kind of what he saw the schedule being. He really didn't say. You know, he's like, "Ah, you know, two more times, but we'll end in Russia." So I assumed. The middle would be in in the U.S. as well. Um, when he was speaking to the Japanese media, he actually and I wasn't rolling tape on it, but I but I heard it because I was still in the media room and I wrote it down. But he actually mentioned a late summer fight in Europe or the Middle East, and then 2021 in Moscow. So we might not get to see Fedor back in the United States again, which I think would be a a, a damn shame. Oh, so but he was just saying two fights left. One Same would be thing. in the Middle East and one would be in Russia. Yeah, he said Europe or the Middle East and then early 2021 in Moscow. So at least the way Coker mentioned it to the Japanese media, it wouldn't include another fight in the United States. So that's kind of a – I don't know. I thought that was a little interesting, interesting. and a little – a little maybe disappointing. I mean, where the hell else would you put it in the in the Middle East or wherever that you would get a bigger – I would assume they'd go bigger, to Chicago. You know, they always yeah. like to do Chicago with Fedor because there's a big Russian there's population big Russian there. Population I there. thought that's what they'd want to do. Even maybe New York. New York. Yeah, maybe I mean, New, New York. New York makes much more sense uh, in the terms of, like, big U.S. ones as opposed to – fuck, I don't know. I mean, unless they're going to try to break into a market – and they need a That'd name be a like hell of a Fedor. Way to, hell of a way to roll into a right. market, right? Like if they were gonna like we're gonna go to the we're gonna go to the Czech Republic or something, and we're gonna bring we're gonna do it in Prague, Bellator in Prague, and we're gonna bring Fedor. See maybe like the Netherlands or something. I mean the yeah. Netherlands uh, they have a good broadcast deal, I think, in the Netherlands, and obviously that's always been a. I mean th- that would be there a, were a huge lot one, of- especially if they're like, well, all right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sign this deal with you, but you can't give a shit, you know, like don't bring. Blah blah blah. Where Fedor? Because they know that. I mean, would, would, the would, Russian media and people would come to it. Would London make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, just because it's a big media market, it's a right? Huge, it's a huge media market, and I think there's there's huge Russian media outlets there. I could see that. Um, it certainly is not. A, well, I mean, it's. I could see where if they still did. Yeah, I mean, he is like a trump card. If you are literally going to break into a new market. That's a hell of a name to walk it's, in. It's with. about the biggest name that they have. Yep. I mean, who else does Bellator have that's a bigger draw immediately right now? That's it. I mean, not talking about like here, you know, in the states, we know, oh, well, the best fighter is going to be this guy or this guy or this guy. But when it comes to um, pure name value of who they have, like global Fedor's, recognition, he's got to be the top, the top two or three fighters, you know. And I, I can't, agree. I can't really think who I would put bigger than what Fedor does for them. So. I could see where if somebody was like, all right, yeah, we, we got to make a big splash in a country. Um, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to do like a fucking Saudi Arabia or, you know, some, nah, you might be talking some, there. some big card like that where they're like, okay, we're going to go to Abu Dhabi or Saudi Arabia and uh, we need something like that and then just have. I mean, the zone did the last event in Saudi Arabia, right? 
Or was that a? Or was it on pay per view? I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, but I. But it might I would have been agree. His own fight. Saudi Arabia money. I could definitely see some Saudi Arabia oh, yeah, money coming I mean, in. It would be. It would be huge. So I mean, makes sense that especially if he's trying to get a, a couple last big paydays, something like that would be much bigger because I can guarantee they could work something out differently there than just doing a big show in MSG yep. or New York. But if they were going to do it in the States, it makes sense. Like you said, Chicago or like I New York. I just assumed. That, that to me yeah. was so uh, interesting to note. So anyway, if you were thinking as, as an American fan, hey, maybe I'll get in on this, you know, Fedor retirement tour. Maybe I'll watch it one more time. I don't know. You might you might be out of luck. Better order that disown. <laughs> Better order that disown, man. Um, listen, just real quickly, the rest of that card. I mean, Mike, Michael Chandler. By the way, that was awesome Michael fight. Chandler got a really good reception out there, man. The fans were all over him. I think it's yeah. probably because, I mean, obviously he's incredibly successful and he looks like a damn, you know, action hero or whatever. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, But, man, he got really good reception by the fans. But also and, his fighting style. I mean, like, especially oh, trying fun, to fight man. through the, the ankle injury that he had. Like, I mean, I, it's funny. I, like, I'm a big anime fan. Uh, you know this, and I don't know if anyone else knows it, but like, if you ever watch anime and you ever watch any of these so stories, Michael Page got you all excited. You were just oh, like, "Oh, dude, <laughs> I was so hyped! I was so hyped!" Um, but if you watch these guys, and especially these these characters that are portrayed a lot of times in these anime, they're they're ones that have been beaten down and are on their last breath, but they never give up and they always fight through it. You know, he has literally epitomized that in real deal fights. You know. If he could have, he would have kept fighting in that fight, you know, and he was unable to walk. I think if anybody watched some of his fights, it's hard to not be a fan of his heart. Mm-hmm. So I could definitely see – and he's a fucking winner, you yeah. know. I mean – He says all the right things, He says man. all he's the right such things. such a professional. Yeah, he's he's legit. And that was a fucking great fight, dude. It really was, he man. Is, he is so – he's fucking impressive. He's lethal. And, and I got to say, man, Sidney Outlaw, a guy that has kind of been flying under the radar yeah. for a long time – um, man, Sydney, I, I like Sydney a lot, man. I saw him the next day, and he was not like okay with just saying, ah, I came in on short notice, yeah. I did my best. He was like, Yeah, man, I know I can do better. You yeah. know, I, I, I'm, I'm just he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. I mean, like, he uh, it's funny that you can say that somebody has impressed you even in a loss, but like you said, coming in there short notice, but you know, in watching some of his recent stuff, I mean. He's a tough dude, man. Yeah, he he's he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. So don't he's let, got a decent record. And he's fought yeah. some decent names. Yeah. So don't let the fact of how that one ended uh, sway you on the fact of whether he's a talented fighter or not, because he is a very very talented fighter, very dangerous. And Chandler knew that as well. That it could easily it could have easily went the other way if uh, you know if a punch landed the other way. So he had a lot of respect for him. MVP Michael Venom Page. Just absolutely destroyed Shinso and Zai. And, and I like Shinso a lot, but I got to be honest, when they announced this matchup, I was like, this is not going to be pretty at all. And, and MVP went out there and executed. But I will say, man, I mean, this was a late addition to the card. Um, they only added MVP after Benson Anderson fell off. Uh, I love the fact that he fought out there in Japan. I thought this was just a perfect place for him to fight with his showmanship and his style. As you said, you know, uh, <coughs> the anime, man, he came in there with the, with the anime walk-in. And uh, just look phenomenal. And I will say, man, having been around MVP a lot in his career, it was a cool fight week because, you know, this was not about some kind of rivalry or about some kind of grudge match or whatever. Like, he was literally like a fanboy walking around Japan. He was just like, this place is amazing. So he was so relaxed and so at ease where I don't feel like that's always the case in his fights. I feel like sometimes he's there's so much pressure on him to be the guy marketing and to be the guy selling. Um, and, and, and it didn't happen this time around, so I, I enjoyed it. Um, I wish I could say the Akutsuki, Akutsuki. I think is how that the 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 outfit. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a a rogue band of like ninjas from the Naruto okay. series. 
Oh, they're that like, was the, they're the red like, outfit? Su- they're super, super powerful, and uh, they were uh, enemies of Naruto. And so, like, when I saw him come out, I was like, oh, shit, like, the Japanese fans are going to fucking totally dig it. But That like, is way more knowledge than I had. But, sure. <laughs> but it's literally, like, the guys that, that wear those, they're bad guys, but they're, like, super powerful, like, bad guys. Right. But some of them have redeeming qualities, if you will, and have redeeming moments yet, but not to get all, like, anime Naruto'd out. But, uh, dude, when he had that outfit, I was like, dude, that is incredible i was i was a little jelly though even though i need to go back and double check his headgear make sure that the headgear was legit i'm sure it was because you don't you don't get the whole outfit and then put the put the wrong headgear oh, that would be a horrible because all mistake. the headbands um the, the the different band of ninjas that they are like if he went out there and had like the hidden leaf or like naruto's ninja right on with that outfit. That would be like a horrible mistake. It would be huge. And the people that are like fans would be like, dude, you fucked up the outfit. You put Naruto's headband on, but That's then you so put his arch enemies. So I almost want to go back and look That's at like it. That's like Star Wars dorks that are like tearing <laughs> apart like the new movies and stuff. Like, like you would never be in that. Like the Mandalorian's <laughs> medal, of course, is not that. It's this, you know. But I want to go back and I'll have to look at the pictures uh, just to double check. But, uh, dude, kudos on his outfit. But I feel like almost like... We're going to have to have the anime guys battle it out because only one of you really is going to pull it off. And I feel like he's done the whole, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, oh, so you, are, are, you, are you saying MVP versus Adesanya? Just for who has the rights to do Ooh. the anime <laughs> shit. There can be only one. There can be only one. Because what's the one with the balls that you throw? Uh, hey. Uh, <laughs> no, he captured the Pokemon. 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 Remember, he would go out there and he used yeah, to roll yeah. the Pokemon ball and stuff like that. That's all like cute and funsy or whatever. But like, uh, when uh, what's his face goes out there, Adesanya goes out there. He's literally summoning shit with his hand, his hand gestures. That stuff right, from that's the famous, uh, even the, the famous picture of the hand behind the back, right? That was inspired yeah. by I, I believe oh, you said it was Rock, Rock Lee, Lee which, which is, is a Naruto character. Right. So the same, they're they're pulling from the same world. You know, but he goes out there and he's doing this where I can almost see where, okay. like, well, Adesanya we, might be like. We know it's never going to happen because we just said the USC is never going to co-promote. <laughs> but I'm co-signing. Like, that would be pretty awesome because Dude, not would, only when you're talking about, like, when you're talking about their stylistic <laughs> matchups. I mean, their stylistic now, Adesanya is, I wouldn't say much bigger. He's definitely bigger, but I don't think he's, like, huge. Like, I don't think they would look. He's bigger, but that's, that Paige is kind of deceivingly big. Big. He's like he tall and sort of stretched saying, out. Yeah. He's like sort of lanky. I'm saying, like, I don't think but it would look Adesanya horrible. fills out, I think, more. I don't think it would look horrible, but yeah, but when you think about the way their styles match up, it would literally be an anime would... fight taking place <laughs> yeah, but an live. Anime fight. It would be an anime fight taking place live. We'd have to make sure that they both put their ninja stars and their their other <laughs> shit away uh, before the fight, but. Every time I see him going, I'm almost like, okay, only one of you can use this fucking gimmick. One of them right. is going to have to call out the other and be like, bitch, pick it. You were fucking Pokemon a little bit. Now you're <laughs> trying to jump in, you? Now you're trying to jump into Naruto. I already claimed it, bitch. Did you see my walking? <laughs> Did you see my walking? He's like, I had a knife in my mouth and I ran down the stairs. <laughs> That's the Naruto like, run. I was trying not to fall over. That's it's the like, ninja it was, run. <laughs> it was like, a pretty steep incline, by the way. He's like running down it. It is this. It is like one of the funniest things. Now, when you see people do that, because when you think about it, it doesn't That's like seem those dorks to make in any Area 51. They were like, like we what watched, if we just Naruto we run? We watch sprinters. Have you ever seen a sprinter try to run? with his arms behind them you know it doesn't make you faster you know you need to crank that to generate some speed i guess or... surely there must be a clip of usain bolt or something <laughs> just to like how do fucking that. awesome <laughs> would that be like oh that really does work i barely noticed him 
But yeah, no. When I saw that, I was like, "Uh oh, somebody's treading on somebody else's oh. gimmick." Now I'm getting excited about that. That's funny. <laughs> a fight that'll never. But I ever love happen. it though. I mean, the, the the anime fan of me loves it. So I mean, if more people fuck it, more people could do it. If you do it well, but I loved his outfit. I, I give him kudos because I bet he spent a decent dime on that thing because it looked legit. Yeah, yeah. You know, it didn't look like it was just straight from the I think Walmart. He tell- no, no, no. Or I something. think he ended up telling the Japanese media also. That I think because they asked him about it. Yeah, I believe he said he bought it at like a comic con. Like, okay. a, like he didn't buy it in London or yeah. in Tokyo. Like he bought it at like a comic con. He had it and he was like saving it. And he oh, was yeah. like, oh, this is the perfect. It looked night. awesome. It looked it looked incredible. So I mean, he he dropped he dropped some clams on that one for sure. That's so I get I give him some kudos. But yeah, the geek in me, the fucking anime fan in me, just loved it. I saw it and I immediately just fucking. Loved it. I made me. It made me want to go back and watch. All some you gotta bunch do is get cold coffee there. like seven weeks away. Then you bring it back and you start <laughs> finding out secrets, man. I love, I love out. me some anime. <laughs> uh, last thing I want to say real quick was uh, Lorenz Larkin, man. He, he looked phenomenal against Keaton Nakamura, really but backstage he was hilarious. And Lorenz sometimes I think doesn't necessarily love doing media, but he had a great thing. And I was like, listen, you know, a lot of people because you guys, you know, because he ended up coming back to us after MVP fought, and I'm like, listen, man, a lot of people are saying like. You know, based on the way you guys both look tonight, man, wouldn't that be a phenomenal fight? And he was like, listen, man. He's like, I haven't told a lot of people this, um, but I'm just going to bring it out. Like, he's like, I don't think anybody knows this, but might as well say it tonight. He's like, we're related, and we've agreed that we're not going to fight. And Who's I, this? Like, Lorenz Larkin said, him and MVP are related, and they're not going to fight. No shit. On camera. And I was like. So how are they, do they say how they're related? Well, they're not. Oh. <laughs> so here's the deal is, but he kept it up for a it's while. My bro. It's he my kept bro. it up. I was like, I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah man, we're we're related. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hold on, like I watch a lot. Think about where they're from. Well, I, no, I watch a lot of fights and a lot of read a lot of content. And yeah. I'm like, have I missed this somewhere? Like, how, how did I? I miss was like, this? how could this possibly? Be? And I'm like, seriously. And he's like, yeah, man, seriously. He's like, I know people would be excited about it. He's like, but we're related, man, and we're just not gonna fight. And I was like. What? You know, it just kept it like. Did you finally just say bullshit? I <laughs> no, bullshit. No, he finally, like, he kept it up for a good, I don't know, maybe 30 seconds or whatever, but it felt like quite a few where yeah. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> and he just kept it up and finally he's like, nah, I'm just bullshit. Nah, I'm he's just like, kidding. Not. He's like, but he did say that um, he does like MVP a lot and he's like, it's not a fight that I'm actively seeking. Yeah. He's like, I, I, he's like, I like the dude's vibe. I think he's cool as hell yeah. and uh, I don't necessarily want to fight him. But and I, and I respect that. I mean, I think a lot of us, you know, again, <laughs> it goes back to being selfish. You know, we're like, I love this fight. I think these fighters would be great. But it makes sense that, you know, over time, you know, a lot of these guys, their peers watching each other fighter, you know, will probably come to this point where you're like, I just like the dude. You know, I just don't have the, 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 inkling to want to fight them. I mean, we have these, we have the ones out there that... Like, if there's no other fight on the table that makes sense, okay, then maybe we'll then do maybe it, we'll but do why it, do we got to do it right now? Yeah, there's plenty of other people I can fight, you know, let 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 this guy go up his way, you know, let me do my thing, and if we meet, you know, for a title down the line, okay, right. yeah, let's do it or something, but uh, that's pretty cool, though. It was that's funny. Cool. He tried to saw it. And I, I like Lorenz, man. Because I, like, cause like I said, good. sometimes I feel like Lorenz gets annoyed by having to talk to us, and so for him to kind of like... Have jokes. Yeah. I, I, it made me laugh a little bit. It was good. So, anyway, uh, a couple other just quick notes from Bellator. Uh, another thing that <laughs> Scott Coker said to the Japanese media and didn't say to us, um, but obviously we were there eavesdropping, uh, he basically made it clear. I mean, I think a lot of people think that there's going to be some changes in store for Bellator broadcast-wise in 2020, and it makes some sense, man. Like, no disrespect to Paramount, but it just doesn't make sense for them to be on, man. I mean, there's no other yeah. sports on it whatsoever. 
they don't have like great lead-ins. They don't have shoulder pro. It's just a weird spot for them to be in. Um, and you know they're working on this merger right now. And, and I think the leading idea is that maybe there would be some stuff on maybe some stuff on Showtime and maybe some stuff on like the CBS Sports Network, which obviously they oh, own. Wow. Um, which I think all that could be a good. I think it could be good. You know, yeah. I, I think it could be good. It's funny because you do mention that. I wish I paid better attention, but when I flipped on Paramount on my Roku to watch that fight, there was something completely random on. It might even been a movie, it's, dude. It's like drama. It could have been like fucking Top Gun or something. It wasn't, but it, it could. Yeah. It, it might as well have been like Top Gun on before it. It might have came on after it. Who knows? Because Top Gun's on my head for some fucking reason. I feel like it popped on. You ready to see the new Top Gun? Uh, you know, I saw the trailer and I just. I'm fucking confused. I don't know what the hell's going on in there. I'm like, <laughs> am I excited? I like it when I hear the the music build up, but you know, I'm probably more excited. You know, people hate me. I'm probably more excited to see like Frozen Two or Jumanji than wow. than uh, Top Gun. I do want to see some motherfucking Star Wars. I'm, we almost went last night. This but hatch is hitting hard right now. <laughs> the last Dude, Bruin is. Have you ever watched the, Frozen? The t- of course. I have a seven-year-old okay. kid. Of course, like, I'm Frozen. excited for Frozen too. I think that'd be good. It's funny because for the longest time, old age and age didn't want to watch Frozen, and I'd always be like, "Dude, you need to watch Frozen. You need to watch Frozen." And she'd always be like, "Why do you always keep trying to push that damn movie down my throat?" And one day, she's like, "Won't you just the holidays. let it go?" <laughs> I was like, "Let it go, let man. Just watch the movie." But then we watched <laughs> it, and she was like, "That was incredible." I can't wait to watch the new one. And I was like, "Good, thank God," because I kind of want to see the new one too. So, wow. But yeah. Uh, What's funny, because I don't even think Top Gun's playing at the movie theater over here. Now, half the time. Is it out already? I just don't think. I think it's maybe in select theaters, or mm. I don't know how well it did. Or, or maybe it's not out. I, I don't, don't know. think so. I thought it was out like next year or something. I thought that maybe. was just like the they got, they got Because watching that fucking trailer, I'm like, dude, you need to go back and refilm some shit, because that <laughs> don't look exciting at all. Come back and train, Maverick. Bro, so it's just, just not the same without Do you just want to hand over your man card right now, or should I grab it when I'm leaving tonight? <laughs> once Bitch, we let get it done? go, man. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, listen. Should say real quick if you like what you're hearing, do us a favor. Uh, log into wherever you listen to podcasts, including on Apple. It would just be called podcasts. Log into there and leave us some feedback. We would really appreciate that. Certainly, we hope that you're already subscribed. But if you can take a moment to leave us some feedback, that helps. We are, by the way, a five star show. Whoa! On podcasts on Apple Podcasts. So we uh, we would appreciate any more five star reviews that you can leave. Um, and if you want to take it to the next level, Patreon.com/slash The MMA Roadshow. If you want to throw us a couple bucks a month to help us pay for the uh, equipment that we use. <laughs> the beer. Pay for the beer. And the beer. Let's just be honest. Well, uh, beer helps. But also, it does help to run the website and all that other yes, kind of stuff. Yes, we have server costs and hosting and oh, all the equipment do. that we use and all that. So, so get that wallet out. If you're out and about, I want you to Naruto Ninja run your ass home. Get that wallet out <laughs> and throw some money at the site. Naruto. But make sure when you run with your hands behind you, you do not have your wallet in your hand at the time because – You'll probably drop it because it's a completely fucking awkward run. Naruto, run your ass Naruto, home. Naruto, run your ass home. Oh, it's so great. Uh, all right, listen, the other uh, – I, I didn't stay – by the way, I didn't – Shadow st- clones. You wouldn't know anything about I no shadow clones. Totally lost right now. <laughs> I did not stay for Ryzen 20, um, which I kind of – on the one hand, I kind of wish I would have because I've never been to a Ryzen event and seeing it. And, and it was a phenomenal car that ended up being very entertaining. I, I think I would have really enjoyed it. But I will say, in order to go cover Bell Tour 337 – I had to leave my family on Christmas Day, um, which 
you know, so 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 to to have come home after New Year's as well, not celebrated either one of those with them would have been tough. So uh, I I am a big supporter of the Rising product, though, man. I, I think they do a great job. It's tough to watch, I know, from the United States. Uh, you know, it's in the middle of the night or whatever, but uh, they they Especially they had a tough when card. they don't broadcast it before the other. Well, guys. that would <laughs> that does make it a little tough. Uh, PFL 2019 championship went down on New Year's Eve as well. I did want to talk to you about that real quick. Um, I will say. I've been a fan of the PFL product. I remain a fan of the PFL product. I think it's cool. I think the concept is neat. I've said it time and time again, but the idea of watching, uh, of looking at standings, it's just, it's cool to me for some yeah. reason. I don't know why, but just having points and standings and people move, to me, there's something very cool about that versus like votes. Like even our own rankings, like I, I know how much care that like I put into our rankings, that, that George, obviously, who's our rankings chair, puts into the rankings. I mean, I know that, like, we talk about it and, and we care about it, man. Like, we try not to be, like, just haphazard, you know, garbage rankings, you know. But even still, I mean, there's still some human feeling and emotion in there, right? right. Like, just straight up. You have your favorites. You have things that stick in your head for a certain that's, reason. Yeah, for whatever reason. I was there. I remember this. You're going to have your biases. The unconscious biases is what they are. You that's know? it, man. You don't, you don't even realize how you maybe are. And it's the same thing. I, and you always point it out, too, when – when you have like, uh, say, if you have money on a fight, you're always in your mind. You're always weighing it a certain way, and you're like, "Oh no, he's definitely fighting better. He's definitely fighting better." And and you're right. It's hard to not Can't have personal involvement some way um, with these fighters in some in some manner. It's so. hard. So I mean, so when you have standings that are based literally on nothing else other than wins and losses, it's cool. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. I will say this championship card was not the most exciting event of all time. I mean, I'm happy for everybody that was on it. I will say Kayla Harrison definitely moves the needle for us, man. She really yeah. does move the needle for us. I can tell you as a website operator, people click on her, and she is a phenomenal athlete. I think yeah. she will at some point. Um, I, I think maybe make it to the USC. I don't know. I know she's not really – you know, she's not a fan of weight cutting. Um, she yeah. doesn't want to cut weight, and so for her to get But in, she also, I think, realizes, too, that she's incredible in what she does, but she realizes that her skill set is not fully there. Right. So she embraces it. Oh, but she's, she's, but just, she's, she's just she's, rounding out her talents right yeah, now. Yeah, she is. She's a specimen, dude. She is working so hard at it that you just know with that work ethic and with that talent to be able to, 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 to go back to that judo background and be able to do what she does. And uh, Larissa Pacheco is a fucking tough, tough person. And the, for her to be able to kind of put up what she did, because she had her in a couple of points where she was going for these slick sort of submissions that if she didn't have a good grasp of how really to get bad spots. to, to kind of control and pull her head out of some things, she could have been a lot of a lot of problems. But, you know, like you said, I thought the fights were good. Could have been uh, maybe a little more exciting. But still, when you think about the fact of that, that night that, Six people are walking away with million-dollar checks. I love it. How can you not just be so excited and happy for them? I mean, typically in 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 one UFC night, a lot of times they don't give out a million dollars in purse. So the fact that there's six people walking away with that in one night um, for all that hard work to get through the tournament like they did, I mean, it's, it's just incredible. Or the season, if yep. you will. Um, but – it was good. I mean, and I, see, I went six and zero. You went six and zero for the night. We did, as well. yeah, six and zero as well. We so pretty I, good. I, I, well, by the way, I, since you mentioned it, I mean, technically, you are the full season champion for the MMA Junkie staff picks. Yeah. By the way, we'll just throw this out there. Cold coffee for the MMA Junkie staff picks is technically 
I mean, I would say that at least you have a share of the championship. So what happened was we brought in uh, Simon Head and Nolan King. Damn you, Simon Head. Uh, I wouldn't say halfway through the I year. I guess I could say Damian Nolan because Nolan had a higher one too. <laughs> yeah, but, well, both, both of them did, yeah. And that, I was going to say, so both those guys came in and, and did great, man. In fact, they, it, we, they so what we it. had to do is we had to, we had to since they didn't do the full year, we had to do percentages. Percentages, yeah. And they actually ended number one, too. So Simon they Head crushed it. They is did a really technically good job. our champion yeah, for – Yeah, he had like a 67%. Which is great. It's fucking sick. But he did pick about 100 less fights than you did. Maybe a little bit more than 100 Was less. It more, <laughs> <laughs> Not that you paid attention. <laughs> I mean, who's counting? You know, I mean, who's counting? It was 103, but uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, there was a difference. So, anyway, uh, I guess internally you would kind of say there's an asterisk next to it. But at the same time, man, his percentage was really, really good. Uh, but, yeah, so out of anybody that picked every fight this year that we picked, you see our staff picks go out on MMA Junkie. Cold Coffee was number one. Dan Tom was actually behind you, one pick behind came you. Came down to the, the this last weekend. Yeah, he had I think the, he went he five had, and one. He had the lead on me, uh, I think, going into uh, the weekend, or we were tied. Oh, with Bellator and PFL? With Bellator and PFL. Um, and he stuck it but up. But he had been fucking crushing, just like last year. I think yeah. I did the same thing last year, except I pulled it out a little bit before the end. But I pretty much had just resolved that I was like, Dan, Dan's got it. Well, outside of Simon. Simon, those guys have been crushing it, man. Yeah, Kudos yeah. to them. They fucking killed it. Um, but Dan's always that one, that full season. I was like, oh, I got to catch up to Dan. Last year, I was able to catch up and took it. And it just so happened that it happened on the last weekend of, so this, crazy, of, this, of, this, of this year. So Cold so. Coffee finished one. Dan Tom was one pick behind, yeah. and I was actually one pick behind you that. So we were all we were Last all right year, there. You weren't so you didn't you were I'm in the usually, top ten. Yeah, I'm usually like third, fourth around yeah, there. I've never gotten there. like number one, number two. I've always been like three, four, five. Yeah, I normally like to, three, four. I need to talk to Matt because somewhere along the line, my trophy went missing on my profile. And I was like, I'm not gonna bitch about it. I'm not gonna bitch about it. But I'm now I'm like, it better it. fucking come back now. Gotta bitch about it. <laughs> so there you go. Strong, strong finish for Cold Coffee. Yeah, so, that was pretty good. Hey, we actually know what we're talking about. Not, I mean, I know we just sound like a bunch of a bunch of knuckles. Ahead sometimes. I tell you, every once in a while, I'll p- I'll put like the the eight person like, and I probably shouldn't even say this. I'll put like an eight person parlay for like it's two dollars. It's not illegal. It's not illegal. I know, but still, it's like you know, oh, you really shouldn't. But every once in a while, I'm like, I think I'm okay at this. But I always I always fuck it up because I can't not do like the eight person because I want I want to take no two, I want to take two dollars yeah. and make it to like a hundred and fifty dollars, and I always fuck up by like a fight or two because that's the great thing about this sport is. You could uh, literally try, just fucking try to pick all the favorites, and it doesn't fucking work that way. Nope. You know, because if that if it worked that way, people would never make fucking people would always make money because you have the people that always just pick favorites. And if even if you do, say you pick like four or five, six fights, you make nothing on it because right. you know it's just you already have the spread going in your favor. But it just makes it fun, you know. Uh, I mean, one person I know I could ask that that's got the bug. I'm sure is. Uh, our boy John Anik. Oh, that man likes his bro. gambling. He yeah. likes. He likes. He can't his... play UFC fights though. It is illegal for. Well, not illegal yeah. for him, but it, it is against company against policy. company policy. Against yeah, company as, policy. A, as a UFC. There employee. is really nothing that says a journalist can't bet. But as you mentioned earlier, I do not like to have money on fights just because I cannot separate myself yeah. from my money. And you know, when I talk about was that a bad decision? Was that a you know this and that? I, I it just screws me up. And I'm telling you, man. It doesn't matter how little the money is. I just I'm looking for the reason my guy won. Yeah, you know, and, so. and it's right. It does. You you wear different colored glasses when you watch it. When you have something, but it's the same way if, if you have a fighter that that you that you just love and adore. You know, yeah. like I mean, I'll watch a Derek Lewis fight and I'm like, 
I'll fucking score it for him. You know, ten ways, <laughs> ten ways. You, you know, you, you had him cruising to an easy decision oh, over Volkov, yeah. right? Oh, I was like, like oh, oh yeah. well, like, I'm glad he got the knockout over Volkov, but, but he, he was taking home the decision he anyway. Clearly had it. You know, it was <laughs> definitely in the bag. You know, oh, that's great. So, uh, well, listen. So, I, I guess what I want to say about PFL was this. So. Interesting, right? Because uh, you had two repeat winners, which I know Lance Palmer, you've always yeah. been a fan of. You actually covered him in college. So, yeah. again, you have a connection to him. Yeah, um, I'm a Buckeye homer on that guy. But it's weird, right? Like, I mean, he beat the same guy three times this year. And, I mean, I'm happy for him that he repeated, man. I mean, two million in the bank. Gilpin's plus is a fucking tough competitor. Oh, dude, that's another you dude. Could watch, you Gilpin's watch. like Pacheco, right? They were both in just awful position after awful yeah. position. And, it, just, and it just sucks that, you know, you're fighting a guy that has seemed to have had your number. Um Lance, but you could tell Lance was wary of his submission as well as his striking. You know, I've you watch Lance a lot of fights, and he just knows that he could dominate with his wrestling. Bro, if there's a million one, dollars on the line, I'm going for what I know I'm right. good at. And, and I don't blame him. But you could tell that he, he understood that there's never been an easy fight with Alex in front of him before. Right. Like, they've all been tough fights. Um, but I was I was happy for him. I mean, I would have been happy for Alex if he got the win as well. But anytime a Buckeye goes strong, you know, it's I'm, just, I'm super happy. <laughs> I'm just interested to see for season three now, right? Like, yeah, is that good? I mean, are these repeat winners? Like, I mean, okay, so the first season, right? You're like, man, the novelty. These guys are gonna cash million dollar checks, and yeah. it was like, holy shit, these guys are gonna cash million dollar checks, and they did. And then we go through season two, and I wonder, you know, having these repeat winners. Is that a bad thing? I mean, like, because I do. I honestly feel like Lance Palmer can Lance Palmer anybody he wants to. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it's not necessarily the most exciting man. If, if you're if you're yeah. talking about like, hey man, rock 'em sock 'em robots and fight of the night. Like, no, he's not going to be that. But is he going to show some incredibly technical wrestling and dominate? Like, yeah, he's probably going to do that. But I just wonder. But is know, it more difficult to market now? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, but we have seen him lose before. That's the thing about it. He's not one of these guys that's just literally beating everybody. I mean, he has three losses on his professional career. I mean, the guy can lose. Guy's got impressive. He just record. hasn't lost in quite some time. Last time he lost, 2017. I think were we there? I know we were there for. I think the Almeida loss, World Series of Fighting 26. I think we were there yeah, yeah, for yeah. that event, and that was. We were. We actually, yeah, we, we both covered. That I remember was just like, oh fuck, I can't believe I saw him lose. Um, so they these guys and, and I get what you're saying. I mean, but even like what's uh, Natan? I mean, he's a fucking yep. beast, you know. But the, he was pushed to the end. I mean, he went to a decision. I mean, yep. like that's another guy that a lot of times just gets in there and just fucking manhandles his dudes. Um, but I think you know, as the same thing. I think when Ronda and, and people will probably hate on me because you know when it comes to skill and the overall skill levels. Of course, these guys have more tricks in their bag. But there was a point where nobody could handle what she was doing until they saw it enough, and then they brought what they needed to do to bring it. Right. And I think the same thing with a guy that's super tough like Lance in a, cer in a certain way. His number can be can be found. People right. can do it. And it just takes a bad night for any of these fighters to lose. Right. You could be the greatest in that one skill, but if you're having an off night, it doesn't matter. You're going to lose. But luckily enough, they've just been able to bring it on the days that they need to. And I think that's what differentiates a superior you know, fighter over – just a great fighter, yeah. you know, a dominant fighter over, you know, a really good fighter is that they're able to do it at those moments consistently. And uh, who knows another season? I mean, but if they keep going out there and do it, it could be quite possible. But I, well, I would still be into it because it's another Buckeye going for of another Of course, million. yeah, you're going for your Buckeye. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess the thing is this, like, okay, um, 
you know, like the, the, the positive of the season are exactly what we said. Like there is no uh, politics, you know what I mean? You win, yeah. you get on, you know, you, you love that, right? But in, in terms of always remembering that this is entertainment as well as sport, right? it takes a little bit of the creativity out of the matchmaker's hand. Like, yeah. like for instance, like Roy McDonald come to PFL. There's no guarantee that he's going to be in the finals next right. year. You know what I mean? Whereas, you know, if, if, if you know, in any other organization – you know, you could just put Rory on the finals, you right. know, somehow, basically. Remember when those UFC guys went to one championship? Everybody thought they were just going to go in there and starch those guys? Yeah, man, and they had some trouble, you know. Only so one's done so well. <laughs> that's that's what I'm interested about is, like, because I do feel like this is an important season for the PFL because, yeah. um, again, they've made some noise, and, man, some people have made some money, which is awesome, dude. Like, yeah. there's no question about it. Like, Kayla Harrison has gotten some valuable experience, and I, and I think she is going to be a star in the sport. And the women's first lightweight champion. Very cool, man. That's fucking cool. Ray Cooper the third man, he's a great story, and he's fun yeah. to watch. I mean, like I said, Lance Palmer, Schulte for that it matter as well. You know, both banking $2 million checks. I mean, yeah. that's that's cool. I mean, there's What do you think cool about Isaiev? Or Isaiev? Isaiev, how would you think? I I expect him to do better. I did too. I did too. I I was kind of like, I mean, it looked like you know you could tell that uh, he has a lot of potential. Yep. But I thought, uh, and maybe that's the, just the toughness of. I mean, Rochelle. Ro- it take is that hard part. to look good against Rochelle. Yeah, that's the problem. I it's think hard so. Maybe, to look that, good maybe that's him. the maybe that's the case. I think it's like a guy. I mean. I don't want to make the comparison to like Jake Shields, but I mean, I, I just think of like guys like that where like yeah. th- there's certain names where you're like, dude, you're just not going to look good against them. Like you may beat yeah. them, but you're not going to look good against them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what Jared Rochelle brings. So I guess like, yeah, I wasn't like blown away, but at the same time, I was like, eh, that's a Jared Rochelle fight. Yeah. Because I, I definitely think he is a guy that can have every possibility of being a good name, a good fighter, a well known fighter in the heavyweight division. And I just. He was coming in there with some hype, and he was coming in there with a little bit of uh, expectations, I think. And I think a lot of people were just maybe like, hmm, I don't know. Just out of, uh, Maybe just because it's a heavyweight, people want to see a lot of stuff. And, I mean, eventually got the TKO, but uh, I don't know. As I said, it wasn't – and especially, I think, on the back of two five-round decisions as well. You know what I mean? That's I, I think true. that – I do think that that always kind of factors in where you're like – Dude, I've been sitting here for a while, man. Like, I, I want to, I want to see something special. Yeah, I want to rock 'em, sock 'em, quick. I do, I do. So, I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, I, I'm not. I, I don't want to bag on the PFL. I, I like the PFL. Like I said, I, I've been a supporter from day one, man. I love the concept. I'm just trying to figure out, like, how do they break into the next level? You know, how yeah. do they? I mean, you know, again, I'm not. I never try to compare organizations to the UFC. That's not fair. So I'm not saying that. But how do they get the interest up? And I don't know if the repeat champions help or hurt. Um, and, and, again, the big names, I don't know if that's necessarily a guarantee either because you don't know if they're going to be there at the end, yeah. you know? I mean, it hel- I mean, they're on the, the, the fights are on ESPN, too. I mean, that's, that's not, good. It's not ESPN proper, but that's still great. It's still ESPN, the ESPN set of networks. It is good. I mean uh, – It means something. Really, it still it, means it something. It does mean something. And, I mean, you know, the, the time was – Maybe not the best time, but it was still pretty much prime time. Right. It was. So, I don't know. I mean, I think they're doing the right things. Maybe it's just maybe it's a matter of a partnership with something, you know, finding some way to connect the brand with something bigger than themselves. But, I mean, they're definitely doing the right thing by being on ESPN. And, uh, you know, if people can't realize the fact of what they're doing, especially with paying these fighters, and they tried to, like, sort of harp on that, you know, about paying these guys, you know, these guys are going out there and getting life-changing 
money at the very end of it, you know, the whole season, they're building up to something, they're trying to create a story arc, you know, maybe if they find the way to kind of keep pushing those stories out, you know, it's just tough with so many events and so many fights to keep track. It's not like watching a season of something on the TV where every time you watch it, that particular storyline is, is pushed forward. Right. There's gaps in the timeline here because you watch a person, you watch a fight, and then weeks, months go by, and then you see him again, and it's hard to pick up that storyline and keep pushing it forward. You know, and I guess that's just the nature of, of, of the fight game. You know, these guys can't fight every week. You know, I mean, I'm sure some would probably want to fight, like a Jorge Masvidal would probably yeah, want I mean, to fight. But like a team, in, yeah. in team sports, you're talking about the same player over and over, yeah. like every week, week in, week out. Like, every oh, week. you know, how did you know how did so and so do today? I saw him training this. Hey, he looked good, and now we're going to see him perform yeah. again. You know, it's and it's tough. I mean, the sport sort of has it against them in that sense, where these fighters don't have constant eyes on them, and that's where I think the social media aspect of these fighters is what sort of helps keep that. And maybe it's a matter of some of these fighters knew, need to do a better job of maybe picking up the social media side to to, to help you know, push the brand. I mean, certainly with a lot of these UFC fighters, I mean, there's no loss of weekends or nights where you could pull up your phone and, and find something that one of them says mm-hmm. that kind of keeps the buzz going, Absolutely. you know, so. That's, that's how MMA Junkie survives. Right. That's true. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see. I, I think I, I, I'm going to have a close eye on, on PFL season three. I feel like, I don't want to say make or break. I don't want to say make or break because well, we've never heard anything about money. I was going to say we don't. We don't know. They know. You know, they have the money in the, for this this coming season. That's it. And that's it. That's it. And from everything I've, uh, I understand is that they're they're fully funded for season three. Yeah. But but that but is going to be make or break. And so I I, I feel like this this is kind of a make or break year for them. Yeah. Because so. if those numbers don't come out on ESPN, ESPN's smart. But they I mean they need a lot of content. They have a lot of channels and they have a lot yeah. of hours to program. But they could certainly find some fucking college game somewhere to put on that'll get just as many numbers if the numbers aren't there, you know. So it is. So season three, it'd be interesting to see what they're what they're going to try to do. So it's gonna be a moment. I'm excited. Um, all right. Uh, well, listen, it's it's this interesting little stretch for us, right, where we don't really have big events coming up um, next week. We'll be in town together, so we'll uh, we'll do something. But I mean, all there all there is really next week. Because a a one championship event, and on top of that, it's a one championship event in Thailand, which means it's loaded to the gills with like Muay Thai fights and kickboxing uh, fights, yeah, yeah. which makes sense, of course. I mean, they're yeah. playing to the market there, but so there's really not a, a ton to talk about. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll say this: we go from there right into UFC 246. Man, I, I, we have this little slow stretch, but Cowboy versus. Uh, you know, Cowboy versus McGregor. That's how I had it written in my notes here. Connor versus Cowboy. It's definitely not. Uh, definitely not Cowboy first. There's. It's there's, not. There's my bias. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm listen to my notes. Well, uh, one one's an active fighter. One isn't an active oh, fighter. Wow. Have you? Did you see? I want to ask you though. Um, I don't watch a ton of college football, but I, I watch it a little bit just because the holidays run. Did you see any of the uh, any of the ads uh, for the event on on ESPN? Like, I mean, they had it on the big. I don't think so. The big football games. It's. It, I mean, listen. It's one hundred. I really only watched one game so far in the Bulls. I and kinda, it didn't go so well for you. It did not. It did for a minute. <laughs> it was going good, and I was hyped, and then I wasn't hyped. Oh, it's well. interesting. I mean, look, understandably. ESPN's marketing whatever. is all around Conor McGregor and the SEC. Fuck them! Wow, just I mean, I mean, whatever. The latch keep brewing. Get the feelings coming out. <laughs> um, no, but it's all it's all around Conor McGregor. 
<laughs> it's <laughs> it's all around Conor McGregor. Um, but understandably so. This is the first pay per view that ESPN is going to get to carry with Conor oh. on it. That is true. <laughs> so I'm sure they're fucking chomping at they the actually. Bit. This is what the, this is like. This is what we paid the money for. It's kind of funny because the way they market. Of course, they were like, and I, and I wish I'd I wish I'd paid more attention to it. But it, it's like the most outspoken, the most you know. It's like you know they're showing all these highlights, whatever, and it's cool. But then it says uh, Connor makes his debut on ESPN Plus, and I was like, that's technically true because it is broadcast on ESPN Plus. Yeah. But you're gonna have to pay sixty dollars. Like it kind of, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Like it's kind of pay per view. I don't. I'm not saying it was shady marketing. Yeah. But it did kind of be like, oh what? Connor's fighting on ESPN Plus. Well, I guess I better sign I bet, up for I ESPN better, Plus. I better sign up for that. Not realizing. Oh, by the way, you also need to charge your your sixty bucks as well. <laughs> um, and the price did go up. By the way, <coughs> the price did go up on 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 pay per views moving forward, up by five bucks. But I will say this: uh, I saw Try a lot of that money. Well, I was gonna say I saw a lot of people saying. Damn Dana White, man, he's raising the prices. The, the UFC's not raising the prices. ESPN, ESPN pl- is. they're raising the prices. They, yeah, they, they. Uh, I think they looked at the first year as kind of a, you know, let's get our foot in the door, let's roll it out. Uh, because basically the way it was, they knocked it down five dollars, which basically meant you could get your ESPN Plus subscription for free, essentially. You know, now they're saying no, you're gonna, you're gonna have to pay extra. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out. Not that I'm trying to say everything the UFC does is perfect, but hey, if you're gonna blame somebody for something, just make sure you're blaming the right person. So, yeah, for sure. Anyway, but I, I don't know. I, I just I, like I said, it's two weeks out, which is kind of crazy, kind of cool. But um, I don't know, man. I kind of wanted to get your temperature, man. I mean, I, I think you know, I, I don't feel like we've got the hype that normally leads into a Connor fight right now. I don't know if that's good or bad. I do believe that once fight week rolls around, yeah, it's not going to be a problem with interest. But it is a little weird, right? Two yeah. weeks out from a Connor fight to not really, uh, yeah. I, I, maybe it's, it's just the timing of like the end of year and the holidays. And that, all that could be it. I think, but to be which, two weeks yeah. out and not feel like which, I'll say this, I'm actually kind of cool with not being like, oh my god, I don't want to write another thing about Connor right now. Yeah, but it's interesting, right? Two weeks yeah. out to not feel like ah, we're we're inundated with Connor. You're true. Yeah, and you raise actually a good point. Yeah, I think with the big emotion and energy dump of going through the holiday season, now it's like, okay, get back to work, get back to work, and you know, granted, you were just on the road, but uh, yeah, it's kind of a nice little slow roll, but into a crazy week. And I think once you get into that fight week, um, it should be pretty crazy. But who knows? I mean, like. I don't know if we're going to see uh, the huge Irish travelers that come over, and maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I mean, uh, I think that always either. makes the fight weeks a little bit different too. But I don't know, and, and I don't, I don't want to jinx it. I just kind of feel like sometimes with these Connor fight weeks and with some of this other stuff, you almost just like wait for the shoe to, to drop, and something's going to call it off. Something's going to make it happen, you know. And it's like let's just get to fight week. You know, I don't want, almost don't want to have so much blood. But let us just get to the fight week. Let us get there. Know that it's happening. Um, he does look fucking jacked, though. Every he does look pi- jacked. every picture I've seen, I'm like, dude, looks fit. But- so what do you what do you what do you what do you think of this whole? Like every tweet now is like, good on you, buddy. Let's have a great 2020. Like but I mean, he's he being needs, like positive guy. He needs Connor. to do some serious positive PR. Everything that's been coming from the guy. One, he's had a hell of a lot of just sort of crazy nutso after fight tweets you know you almost feel like somebody else took over the account but there was a while there where you know you were getting these sort of like ah, blah 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 i'll fucking destroy both these guys you know after it to now 
I mean, I like it. I mean, I like anybody that goes in there, you know. And But Connor was, I think, also too, maybe I'd have to go back and see at the beginning of his career, was more respectful before he got to be huge, huge name Connor. Yeah. And then it sort of changed, and then you felt like it jumped into this role. I, I always, like it. I always thought it changed uh, the RDA press conference, the uh, you know where he came out as the uh, El Chapo. And yeah. all. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure once it gets into the the the, the fight week, I'm sure during the, the the pressers and stuff, we're gonna get that quick wit again. You know, we're gonna get some, you know, some nice little jabs at his opponent. And once they finally get together, he'll probably have the glasses and he'll do the little reach up and he pulls the glasses off and then he stares through his eyes. You know, and he stares into his soul. I'm sure we'll get that stuff, but I mean, I don't mind it. I mean, and that's the thing, you don't need it. I I don't need it from Connor to be excited. For a Connor fight, nah, like just, you know, some of these other ones. I mean, if he just makes it in there, I know that the fight's gonna be fun to watch, and especially with Cowboy. So me personally, I don't need any of that shit to really get excited about the fight. I'll be excited because this is a fight that I think we've been talking about for years, ever since that one of the press conferences where Connor was sort of mouthing off, and Cowboy's like a level or two up above him. That was the the same know? one as the as the who the fuck is that guy? It was yeah. the same one, but it was that a much smaller moment. Yeah. There was just like you. You were like, "Oh, okay." But yeah, you're right. Cowboy, cowboys, sit your little ass down. Yeah, you know. So they were they were a little thing. So I mean, who knows? I mean, Connor look. He looks good. He looks the part. Uh, he looks the part of someone that's been hitting the fucking gym at least. Um, when we saw him last, his hands didn't look as well as we've seen in the past. So I'm hoping that that's been corrected. And I mean, that'll be one thing that we can't really tell until it gets to fight week. So. We get to fight week and we see an open workout and we see how he really looks. I'll be really, really excited if I see the Connor of old with the the super sharp, crisp hands, the really fucking devastating left hook. Um, so it'd be interesting. I'm anxious to see what the fight week schedule ends up being because, I mean, listen, the one thing out there, the bad thing out there, of course, is these sexual assault allegations, right? I mean, yeah. the New York Times reported. Like, it's one thing, and this is why I think a lot of people need to understand, like, it's one thing when it was the a famous Irish sports star or whatever. Yeah. Like, we can't report on that. Like you can't you can't cite that as an actual source. But then you get the New York Times reports, and it's a big deal. You know, I mean that's 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 a you know a very trusted and valued outlet. You know, and and, and nobody's questioning their, not their reporting. To Trump, I'm sure. Trump <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might ask some questions with the the lamestream media or whatever. But you know. So I mean, look, it's gonna come up at some point. It's it's gonna have to come up at some point. Somebody's gonna have to ask him about it. Um, so I'll be interested to see like what he does. I I mean, I would hope this isn't like a Ronda Rousey Amanda Nunes situation. Like I could understand. I Where could they don't under- make him available. Yeah, I could understand them potentially not doing an open workout. I could understand that. Like. Maybe Connor saying like I don't want anybody to see what I look like. I don't want anybody to know what I look like at 170. I just want to come do sign autographs or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. And and listen, I mean the last pay per view, right? We didn't have open workouts the last pay per view, and and it, and the UFC is starting to think about alternatives because I I I do think that at one point in time the open workouts were basically like they were almost an educational thing, right? It was still like when we were trying to get acceptance from people that this is a real sport, and I think the open workouts weren't necessarily just B-roll gathering opportunities or an opportunity to evaluate fighters. I think it was just a chance to show people that, like, hey, look, these are highly skilled athletes, highly trained yeah. professionals, you know. It's martial arts. It's look martial arts. Yeah, these aren't just, bar, you know, bar brawlers or whatever. So I think that was a big part of what the open workouts were at one point. But 
a lot less fighters are participating in the open workouts these days. You know what I mean? They are coming out and saying, hey, man. I mean, hell, let's be honest. Cowboy, I don't remember the last time Cowboy did an open workout. So if they do open workouts, he literally shows up every time an open workout and says, hey, man. Probably uh, since before his kid was born. Yeah, he'll say, hey, man, uh, uh, I, I, the real show is going to be on Saturday night. Y'all don't want to see me just hitting pads. How about this? I'm going to come out there and I'm going to sign – you know, I'm gonna sign uh, autographs. I'm gonna take pictures with every yep. single one of y'all. And, of course, and honestly, the crowd likes that. Yep. But let's be honest. What about that last UFC one? Was that New York or wherever where no fighter worked out? Oh, the only yeah. person that worked out, and I'm air quoting, was uh, Nate went out in shadow box for like 30 seconds on the map before he went and answered. Everybody did a fan Q and A. Forgot about that. I forgot about Literally that. Literally nobody worked out, and I remember just thinking like. Why are we here? Yeah. Like, it made sense because you guys were in the back scrumming. But outside of that, I was like, oh, my God, we're here for open workouts and not one fighter no, I think worked that, out. I think that's what's going to happen, to be honest with you. So I will not be surprised at 246 fight week. We don't have an open workout, and we don't get to see Connor, yeah. which will be interesting to me. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I expect him to be in shape. Uh, I, I expect uh, – I mean, if the pictures go to show, I mean, he looks in, – and in, he looks hulked up, and he looks good. I mean, but – you know, does that translate to cardio? Does it translate to quick hands? Does it translate to, you know, five rounds in right. a cage with a with a big dude? And I'll tell I'll tell you what it doesn't translate to me is and, and man, when we talked about it when this fight was first announced, I really don't have a problem with it being at 170 pounds. Like I, I yeah. don't, but I do have a problem. And Dana's come out and told ESPN and told some other people like this is essentially a number one contender yeah. fight for Connor. Yeah. To me, man, I don't like that. Like. To jump in front of Justin Gaethje, are you? I mean, listen, we still got to get Habib and Tony Ferguson done, so let's not count our chickens, you know, too soon before they hatch. But come on, man, to jump yeah. in front of Justin Gaethje, I mean, it, it just I make, get the dollars and cents. I get yeah. the dollars and cents, man. I get it, but I'm not digging that. Yeah, I agree because when it comes to who deserves it, who has earned it, it's without a doubt, you know. But it makes you wonder if it, it boils down to something like bargaining on Connors. Uh, effort where Connor, if he doesn't want to fight, doesn't need to fight. True, but if he's like, all right, Dana, I want to come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I want a paycheck like I want, uh -huh. and I know you want to do this. But to do this for for me to fight, I want something else as well. I want this to be guaranteed. If I win, I get the next shot. I believe that. You know, and I could see where Dana's like, all right, whatever you want, whatever you want, Connor. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, I believe it. I mean, it, he knows it'll get numbers, but if that's what it takes to get Connor, because Connor knows that he can get the dollar value. That's not a big deal. But I think if that's enough to get him to get back into the cage and fight, and to fight in an MMA fight, you know what I mean? It makes sense that he, he's calling the shots in that in that sense. And, it, and it's not – a it sucks because you want Justin and you want those guys to have it because they've been staying current and fighting. But it's also not a heavy lift for them to just be like – for him to be like, okay, these are my demands for me to get back in. I want to I want you to meet my money man demand. And you know people love me. And if I get in there and I, I beat a guy like Cerrone who is at the top of the division mm -hmm. and beat him handily, I should. I want you to promise me that I'm going to get the – that this is the contender shot. I mean, look, we said it w when the brawl happened. We said it then. We were like, oh, dude. Yeah. If Habib never wanted to fight this guy again, he shouldn't have jumped the cage because now he's going to have to fight the guy again. I mean, yeah. the money behind it, the rematch would just be insane. So yeah. I do get it from a business perspective, man. It's just – it just kind of, if I'm being honest, man, it just kind of sucks, man. And I mean, look, if for whatever reason, if Connor wins this fight and then we get Connor Habib too, which by the way, 
you still got to get Habib to agree to that too. Right. But if for some reason we do get that fight, I mean, of course, the clicks will be amazing. The yeah. traffic will be good for us. It'll be great. And on the night of the fight, of course, I'll be excited. But, yep. man, the, 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 the guy that wishes things should work yep. out the way it's supposed to work out, like, Gaethje should have the winner. I agree. Of Habib Ferguson. I agree. But when I think, and, and this is no slight to Justin because it almost has nothing to do with him except for the fact that I know he's deserving. Outside of Tony fighting Habib, who else do I want to see him fight more, the most, next? And I love Justin Gage, and I think he's de- he's totally deserving. But I would rather watch Connor Habib run it back than Connor. I'm sorry, than Habib. Okay, and, you know and, what? And Justin. I'll. You know what? You and know, this is no slight to Justin. No, but you know what? Here, you know what? It's funny. As you said that, here's what crossed my mind. Because Habib is kind of toyed around with the idea of an early retirement, right? Yeah. So if Habib says, listen, I beat Tony Ferguson. I've got Who's one. Who's the guy that everybody I've, said is I've the toughest guy that's waiting for I've got one fight left. Yeah. I'm done. I've got one fight left. It would be Connor. Everybody would want to see Connor, right? It'd be without a doubt. People would I mean, say that would, it has to be that, that would one. put the most money in the bank for Habib. It'd be the one. I think if if people look down, I mean, <sighs> I think for the, all of us that know that if there were multiple <sighs> fights, because especially when you put it that if way, there were multiple fights. If there are yeah. multiple fights, we know this is the fight that needs to happen. Of course, without a fucking doubt. But if it's like if I had to pick the one fight, if I had to pick one fight, if I only could pick one fight, that's the fight I want to see. It's the same thing when people are like, uh, if people, you know want to see a Conor fight, somebody they said, who's the fight I want it to be? There's going to be a lot of people that want Diaz. Right. Because there's people that just love that whole yeah. build up for what the fight was, the, the emotions that were tied to it. But there's some killer emotions tied to the fact of Habib and Conor. There's just raw, real raw emotions there that it's hard to discount that. When you look at Justin and, and you look it's at It's a real Habib, rivalry, man. It's a real rivalry. Like, when, when you look at Justin that, you're like, this is what's good for the division. Yeah. But we know the UFC's done shit for years that is no yeah. fucking good for the division. If they were only care about the division, they would have never let Conor go fight outside of the fucking MMA in the first place. And they let their champ just run off and do whatever. But in terms of if I had – if I was on my deathbed and I had to pick one fight – for him to fight next, it would be that fight. I'm not disagree. You know what, man? If there's if if the MMA gods have any justice, Cowboy will find a way to win this fight, and that opens up Justin Gaethje versus the winner of Habib Ferguson. Yeah. And by the way, as a consolation, that means we get Conor Diaz three. Yeah. But but and, you and know, the, and the like crazy, that's not a, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. And the crazy thing is, like, yeah, I mean, because if. I guess the the only variable would be like if we know that Habib's going to be going away, if that's even a thing, then I can think of where a lot of people are like we got to make this fight somehow come back to it. But if we oh know that there's God, time, so right, dude. you know, if there's time, I think all of us would be like, oh, okay, it'll happen eventually. It'll happen eventually. Um, but Habib, he's here's the test. All the right, thing so about him test. is he controls his destiny now, just like fucking Connor did. So I was going to say, if here's he wants the test. to toy it and act like I'm going to step away from the fight game for a year. I'm just going to walk away maybe a year or two. He can come back. Oh, yeah. And they would make that fight. That's what I was going to say. Like, here's the test, right? So let's say Connor loses. Let's say Connor loses. and Which Habib could happen. Could happen. Habib beats Tony Ferguson. Then Habib says, listen, I got one fight left. This will be interesting because I do – I honestly believe in my heart, like knowing Habib the way we do, I do believe that Habib is like, fuck that guy. I don't want to fight him ever again. Like, he doesn't even yeah. deserve my attention, right? But at the same time, that is a lot of money. 
Like, right. and I know he pours a lot of money back into Dagestan and right. back. In, but if you're like, bro, you know how many schools and training oh, centers, yeah. and like, you know how much you can. Like, I know, like, Habib does not strike me as a guy that, like, is like, dude. I mean, you know how many Ferraris I could buy with this? Like, right. no, that's not him. But do you know how much good you could do with this money? You know how many push-ups I can make a bunch of bums do with this kind of money? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine this, though, as another thing, because most people don't, so don't, <laughs> don't even seem to factor this in. Tony Ferguson, say he beats Habib. Oh, my God. How quickly do you think Habib will be like, all right, yeah, give me that fucking Conor rematch? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point. Where right now he's like, eh. You know, true. he's like, you know, fuck it, whatever. Keep, That's so keep, true. Keep calling, son. I'll get to you Boy, when I can. Boy, that is so true. If he loses but to if Tony loses, Ferguson, there really isn't another, like, extremely marketable matchup. Like, no, no disrespect to him. No. But his thing is the guy with the O that has yeah. the belt around his waist. As soon as you're the guy with and the Especially one, unless they were like, all right, well, we got to give you an immediate rematch. We're going to give you an immediate rematch. But if they did, there's no way you do an immediate rematch of a fight that took five times to get together. You can't True. do an immediate rematch. <laughs> you can't. Ten more times and then yeah. we'll get it again. No, 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 no. You can't do an and, immediate rematch. And that's rematch. the thing. I almost feel like people are, are, are almost already thinking so much about the next fight of after this win. Okay, yeah, it's got to be Connor. It's got to be this. Okay, or it's going to be Justin. It's going to fight Habib. People don't realize Tony Ferguson is extremely dangerous true, and has every possibility. It's just so tough when you think about how lately uh, Habib's hands have been extremely good, mm-hmm. his power, his his preciseness, but the, just the fact of how impressive he is when he gets a hold. Like, I, I haven't – I felt so bad for Dustin Poirier not being able to do a damn thing Dude. in there and Can't just knowing how good me. Dustin is, just the way that he just – Get on top, and he just wraps his legs up, and then you're just stuck. You can't, you can't get up, and then you're just eating punches, and just you could see the frustration. Yep. He just has a way of doing that to people that you're just like, oh my god. But fuck, if Tony could pull this out, then what else would you rather? I mean, Habib after that, unless he's just like, fuck it, I'm over this fight game. I'll be back in a year. I'll fight Connor, and, right. and I'll be back in two years. I'll fight Thanks Connor. Thanks for the cheese. Thanks for the cheese. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy good. to think, hey. but I, I feel like hey. everybody is overlooking Tony. But it's funny because when have we ever overlooked Tony Ferguson in any other fight? But everybody seems to be fucking overlooking him in this you fight. You know what, man? There's something kind of cool about Connor being the first pay-per-view of the year. Because normally, right, like everybody's sitting around going, well, I mean, we got this and this and this and this. But we gotta wait and see what yeah. Connor does. And it's in now the, we're gonna know what, what Connor does. The third week. Of, yeah, man. It's the third week of the year already, and typically by the UFC they'd already have three fights going on <laughs> at that point. So true. You know, that's that's a good way to get the month started. For it's sure. gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right. Uh, listen, should uh, mention by the way, we have switched over to one of my favorite. By the way, one of my absolute favorite Latchkey Brewing. Just the name itself. <laughs> the name itself is phenomenal. Java the Hut. Java the Hut. It is a uh, a porter with coffee. It's got it's uh, a crisp, what kind of coffee? Cr- a crisp, dry porter featuring Mostra Brazilian coffee and Ecuadorian cocoa nibs. And this is this can's cold, right? Yeah. So the drink's cold. Yes. So would you say that the coffee in it is also cold? Is also cold. <laughs> 
I fully support the job. Well that. done, sir. And I, and I am a little bit disappointed. It took me so long to figure out I where know. you were going with that. I, it took me a little while. These are not the dreads you're looking for. Ah, so good. It makes me think it's a Mandalorian. By the way, I will say, uh, I will. Have you I, watched that yet? I will throw out my new dorkiness. The Mandalorian is really <laughs> cool, and I will say, Baby Yoda I, for real. Okay, Baby Yoda number one. But I will say, uh, I watched every episode with my kid, um, and I, I loved it. But I will say. Episodes seven and eight were just off the chain. Incredible. They were, they were great. So I will ask you this as well, because I actually had this funny I had this discussion with our resident movie TV show guru, Matt Erickson. Uh and people if you don't know already, if you haven't watched the series, shame on you. Fucking get the Disney Plus and watch it, even though You're not gonna spoil it, are you? Shame on you, yeah. Disney. You, no, 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 no. Oh, shame on you, Disney, for Kobe fucking Kobe, slow rolling this shit out. But uh Gina Carano was fucking I the last was episode was fantastic. I thought she was fantastic. I literally believe her character. Yep. I, I, I like it and it's gotten better as the episodes go on. Yep. So uh fucking A, great job on her. I thought Gina Carano she was made fantastic some job. Shitty she was fucking movies. She has, man. And, and she, but she, she she's wasn't finding in every, her stride. If you haven't watched it, she's not in every episode. No. But the parts that she's in, she I thought to be honest with you, I thought she did a really great yeah. job. And by the way, I got so lucky because I missed episode seven because I was traveling. Okay. So I got to watch episode seven and eight back to back. Yeah. Thank God, because had I watched episode seven and then had to wait a week to watch episode eight, yeah. I probably would have slapped somebody. <laughs> but me and my kid were like, we're like, we looked at each other. Dude, and, it's, and we were like, it's we were such, like, it's such what? a solid, it's such like, a solid series. Like, yeah. If you like the Star Wars shit, it's funny because Agent H, she don't like that shit. I mean, she always, it's funny because she thinks every... I love sci-fi. She thinks every fucking sci-fi show I watch, she's like, ah, oh, is this like your Star Trek, Star Wars? And one, I'm like, oh, girl, we got to fucking talk. Like, Star Wars and Star Trek are two fucking different worlds, <laughs> but whatever. Uh, but like, And you're not even talking about which generation of Star Trek. I'm like, Trek. girl, we don't, even, <laughs> don't even make me talk about the different captains of Star Trek. I mean, <laughs> um, it is legit. It is, uh, if you like the sci-fi shit, and let alone if you like the Star Wars world, uh, it's fantastic. I, I think it. I think all of us old, <laughs> older like I'm not, I'm not a big Star Wars. You know, guy. Star Wars. I'm not fans, a big like, Star Wars guy. It's Mandalorian's exciting, good. It's and the, good. the fact that they've been able to uh, transfer that into a series, into an episodic sort of format, is fantastic. Yep. I'm just, but I'm just like, like I, maybe we've been uh, sort of just, you know, appeased with the whole Stranger Things on Netflix or whatever, where it's like. We're giving these whole seasons in one big, huge dump mm. that you could just binge, binge, binge. Right. Fuck you, Disney, for not giving it because I want that. Oh, see, because no, every episode, cool. it's destination. Remember, that's, that's true. It makes me, it makes me wait for it. But I mean, that's literally, how they did Westworld. It is so and that's good, how they did though. Westworld, it made me love that on HBO. Westworld is good. That's another good one. If you guys haven't seen that one, but I mean, I just wanted to bring that. Uh, I wanted to ask you. I thought Gina Carano She'd did fantastic in she this, really did. but they do a great job of of keeping it to her strengths. Right. You know, they play off her being a tough uh, a tough fighter. Um, it's not like it's the most dialogue, but she has fucking dialogue, yeah. and she does well. And they're I, not hiding it's believable. her. I agree. They're not hiding her. I like but it. They're, no, I thought I thought Gina did a great job. I love it, and I, and I, I love the. I love the stories, but yeah, I feel like we've geeked out so much about it. But fuck, the Mandalorian is dope, dude. But I was gonna ask you about how I thought Gina, but yeah, even uh, Erickson agreed with me, man. Um, for people that maybe haven't watched Gina, and if if you've forgotten who Gina is, she's a fucking star now. Yep. She's an actor. 
And and she's doing a hell of a job. It's a, it's a perfect fucking role. I mean, she landed a really good one here. So I agree. Good for her. I agree. Well, listen. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the new addition to the team, Cold Coffee. I Yay! thought you really brought Thanks it tonight. Thanks for having me on the show. I hope to be back sometime. <laughs> Maybe in another seven weeks or so. We'll see what's up. Uh, Maybe both of us will be fully clear of the. Co- I was going to say of the cold. I feel like we everything. should r- wrap up at this point because both of us are like. I'm, I, hopefully, the coughs in the background yeah. and whatever you know haven't been too distracting. It's very clear that neither one of us is exactly. 100. percent I'm, I'm more on the you're like I'm basically done. I'm yeah, I'm basically done. Is, is, I think you're s- still in the middle still, of still still in the middle. But I mean, it's it's like I, I don't have like the immediate headaches and the other stuff, but it's just the persistent cough and like congestion. Yeah, you know. So I don't know if it was just initial flu or just cold, but makes me feel like it was flu. Just for the fact that it's been fucking. I feel like this has been like two fucking weeks. Where it's just been nagging, and I'm like, come on, can you be gone already? I don't feel bad, but there's something about just that that persistent coughing fits that I'm just like, can this just please be I'm, over yeah. already? I'm, I'm I'm two strong weeks into it in, and it's not bad anymore. Yeah, but it's still there. In yeah, two two strong weeks. So maybe so. next week we'll be cough free. Hopefully by the USC 246, we're actually back at 100. percent By the way, uh, USC 246, man, we'll be we'll be strong. Uh, the young Mike Bond is coming to town. Oh yeah, Simon Head, the Duke. He's making a trip over as well. Is he coming for that one as well? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, he was just over here for the last one. Too. Yeah. Well, Good hey, man, he's he's got those he's got he's those got side hustles. Gigs. He's man. got that side hustle going. He, Good he's, shit. He's just part timing for us. So and and uh, yeah, no, that's good because the week after that uh, is my mom's uh, mom. Plug your ears. Is my mom's seventieth uh, birthday. We're gonna surprise uh. her. I'm flying back to Nashville. She she wouldn't normally make it to this point in the podcast. She, she usually stops <laughs> after the beginning. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, this will be a fun month, man. So I'm looking forward to that big, huge UFC, and then just sort of getting the year started, man. I feel like yeah, you get a vacation. This was a nice little reprieve, you know. Mm-hmm. If I if you call a no, it a, is. A I mean, we always home. we always argue. We always like say like, man, I wish we had an off season. I know yeah. this isn't a long off season, but yeah, kind of. I mean, look, the big pay per view was December 14th, right? Yeah, we covered December 21st, and yeah, I had to make yeah. a quick trip to Tokyo. But but bottom line, as far as like the big intense stuff, like now we've got a little break from yeah. from 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 that Bellator event to now. I mean, we we, we got a couple weeks. And yeah, you know, it's that week nice. of the January 18th, ending in January 18th is going to be fucking madness. Yep. But it feels good right now. I like and and thank goodness because I think there's probably one time a year I get sick. And I think it's probably because I haven't been drinking as much Jameson as That's I normally the problem, would do. Man. If you keep enough, if you <laughs> if keep you enough, enough alcohol Jameson, in your bloodstream, man, nothing's going to affect you. It just sanitizes and, everything. You know, kudos for next year. My New Year's resolution is to drink more whiskey. Drink more whiskey. Uh, so I'm glad to get it out of our system right now because if this was a typical like fight week, fight week, fight week back to back, this would be absolute bloody murder. So thank goodness we're gonna get this done and out of the fucking way. I will start drinking more. That is my New Year's resolution. I will start drinking more whiskey, and then Latch I will be, I will brewing be and whiskey. <laughs> Latch key brewing and whiskey. I will be right as rain for the next time. Maybe not next week, but for fight week, I will be right as rain. We'll be good to go. Looking forward to it. We'll uh, we'll get back together next week. See uh, what you get update. Hopefully our health will be a little bit better and we're a little <laughs> easier to listen to. Uh, either way, thanks for listening.